0: Welcome back to these fucking teenagers. These fucking teenagers. These fucking teenagers. These fucking teenagers. You know, it works every way that you intone it because we are talking about. Uh, Gossip Girl uh, and Glee, the two shows that that subject the um the sex lives of teenagers to a level of scrutiny they definitely deserve. Um, right now,
1: uh, <laughs> right now, you lecherous dirty old man. You.
0: No, no, no. As we will, as we will um, talk about later, um, they they although there is no shortage of of girls uh, going, having gone, or about to go wild. Um, there there is also um a they they you know I, these shows. As you know because you tune in regularly, um have a tremendous amount of insight into um, um, both social social phenomena and the- and their cultural meanings right um and 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 what we do, um, me, uh, Ryan Shealy, and my co-conspirator Matt Rather. Um, we we every week um, analyze the the undercurrents and uh, overtones in 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 both in both of these shows. But Glee, uh, Glee is still on hi- hiatus, so um, so it's just Gossip Girl again. And um, then we're going to get right into it, right? So you know, as you just heard our intro music, our intro music as we is not our- is it's
1: not a commercial for Cadillac.
0: It's not a commercial for Cadillac um, because the the, the the phasing is actually on right. In the Cadillac commercial they start on the upbeat, um, and it's really interesting if you if you listen to the the Cadillac commercial that features the song 1901 by Phoenix, which is our theme song as well. Upbeat um, is the guitar, and the synth comes up on the it's on the, either on the upbeat or on the two right. And, and in the Cadillac commercial,
1: the synth starts beat
0: one and right. They, a, yeah, they, they, they
1: shift it off to make they it. They shift it. To make it more acceptable to the flyover states,
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. This kind of off-kilter synth um, 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 uh, line is just—it's not—it's—it's too edgy for for the people they want to sell the Cadillacs to whom they want to sell the Cadillacs. But um, this this week's Gossip Girl had a um, an intro of a of a uh, piece of music from a similar. Uh, a similar body of work the the independent pop the indie quote pop uh, which is it was a song um, by vampire weekend uh, called run off of the most recent disc contra and that, this this struck you right uh, right away uh, you you this this had a visceral this, this was a visceral reaction
1: well you. it did you know because it struck me as being kind of the most crass I'm sure a lot of money changes hands with these, you know, with these sort of music supervision. Deals. I mean, it's about it's about the
0: art, dude, right? Um, well, you know, it's just like to us, you know. You love you love uh, 1901 by Phoenix, and you put it in your show, right? That's that's how this stuff works, right?
1: Well, I guess I, you know, I guess so. But it seems like Vampire <laughs> Weekend doesn't need doesn't need this kind of exposure. I mean, look, Josh Schwartz's shows Gossip Girl and you know before that, the OC were where. Uh, The music supervision was, on the whole, very, very good. Uh, Mm. You know, to the point where a lot of artists... I mean, you know, the big one for me was Image and Heap, right? I didn't know Fru-Fru. I didn't know her before uh, I heard hide-and-seek on the OC and then it it seems like you couldn't spit without hearing hide-and-seek you know without hitting a speaker playing image heap you know somewhere around the around the thing and it seems like as as far as like being an indie discovery or as far as being kind of a new hidden talent being brought to light Vampire Weekend is is sort of past that stage and to the point of having like you know 15,000 word profiles in the New Yorker and a a lot of mainstream media coverage of their uh, of their latest release, which is good. I mean, which is a good sophomore record, right? Right, but I wonder. I mean, I
0: wonder if there's you know multiple types of music selection of, you know things things that go into choosing the songs, right? So I think um, there are still relatively unknown artists that are that are featured in the soundtrack for Gossip Girl. I think um, a good example is um, Anya Maria Marina's cover of Whatever You Like by Ti, which was the the um the musical backdrop for the the dan vanessa um hillary duff three-way right sure. so it's, it's like you know female singer songwriter cover um of, of of a great auto-tuned rap song right um and and i you know i didn't know that but i googled it right away you know and listened to it uh a lot um for for a while
1: after that right so did that was you, did, you, did you listen to it on the waffles
0: um yes, uh yes, and thank you, Chim Chimp. Um
1: <laughs> the, no, waffles, no, was, the Waffles is our is now our catch-all word to refer to a certain a certain neighborhood of the internet. Yes, Chimp Chimp, we salute you.
0: Um well, right, which is, which like ensures that we will never actually invite be invited to the waffles. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: um No, I listened to it on the MySpace, um because I, I didn't even really I mean, I was interested but not interested enough to even spend the precious gigabytes um or megabytes really um but so I think that right so i and I' have to dig back through um but it does seem that I think there's some other sort of trailblazing in music um but I think that uh, uh, the whole gossip girl is a lot more reactive to music trends um but I think what's interesting about their use of vampire weekend um is 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 there is as a thematic um uh, similarity between uh the content of Vampire Weekend's uh the songs or the lyrics on Vampire Weekends two albums and the world of Gossip Girl, right? Um in that um the guys who went to Vampire Weekend, they're Columbia um they're 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 Columbia graduates. Um and but not only that, is it their songs, they write songs about Cape Cod, they write songs that rhyme um Benetton with reggaeton and Louis Vuitton. Um <laughs> You know, and and they talk about riding the you know the M seventy nine bus across town. They talk about the young man's wing at Sloan kettering, um, and 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 right, it's it's a world that I mean they they talk about crossing over between the upper west and upper east sides, um, but it's about you know girls named Blake um, who have plastic surgery and and sure. about the sons of diplomats, right? So that, this is and and they they got a lot of hate for kind of you know even dressing a bit like the characters of, of the gossip girl world of all buttoned down and uh, buttoned down shirts tucked into, tucked into khakis. Right. Um, they're, they're more like Nate, they're more Nate, uh, Nate's than Chuck in terms of fashion. Right. But, um, but, but it, it, it's a whole package that fits really well. So in some ways I turned on the TV, um,
1: and, and, the and, it. and
0: it was like, of course, of course, this is, this is the soundtrack. They, they should have an exclusive deal and write songs Only for write
1: only the Gossip Girl They should write the Gossip Girl musical is what I'm saying Well yeah but the I mean it's funny Because I think the lyrics one of the things that makes Vampire Weekend interesting is that the lyrics Are at odds with the music Right to a certain extent they're incorporating Like world music elements like Especially African uh, Musical elements right and this is something That this is a kind well, of
0: right. I mean wealthy wealthy white people have never appropriated Anything from Africa Well, this, But this is a <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Right, absolutely. That's why, uh, you know... <laughs> that's why all the great rock and dude, roll singers dude, were it's, black. It's, it's our burden, man. It is our burden. <laughs> um, no, but there's a kind of hybridization that... Uh, that the, in the, that you don't see a lot in the world of Gossip Girl. You know? Do, does that make sense?
0: I, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like there are... Um, I mean, I guess that's an interesting question, though, as to whether this is, is truly... Right. So last week we, we kind of closed in our episode on the end of the end of hipstery. Right. We talked about transnationalism and and syncret, syncretism, syncretistic social movements that is sort of mutual appropriation. Right. And, and I guess the question is, um, is 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 the Vampire Weekend appropriation of um, sort of African musical tropes kind of one way? And 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 sort of you know neo-colonial, or is it part of this transna- you know transnational syncretic uh, hipsterati? And they're part of a larger conversation uh, in the way that the the elites of gossip are
1: or not. And I think that's. I mean, what, what, what's your take? That I'm I'm sorry, I, the question got a little obfuscated there.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I do. My students tell me that sometimes I, I have I have questions that um, that actually eat their own tail. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no beginning and no end. Um, I guess the question I was asking is, you know, the, the, your, your argument that there, that, that Vampire Weekend is part of some kind of an exchange, um, assumes that it, that it is going both ways and it's not just extractive. But I think the world of Gossip Girl, I mean, right. And there's a plot line last year in which, Um, there's, you know, uh, an Upper East Side con artist, Poppy Lifton, is, she's engaged in doing a, you know, social enterprise. The the con is raising money for a social enterprise technology project for Africa. That's very much along the lines of sort of celebrity-driven development that's in vogue, right? So that, you know, these, these people even of this social class are interacting with, um, with with Africa with 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 the world, but it's in a, a one way kind of interaction, right? So I guess the open question with Vampire Weekend, and even I think a lot of the criticism of them is that they are appropriating in a way that's not dissimilar from the you know the the wealthy going to to, to Kenya for their safari um, or going to Kenya now for you know their kind of two week. Um, Development safari, right? Where they go and and build a well and then disappear, or whether this is part of a larger project, uh, uh, which there is mutual exchange, right? Sure. So I think that's the well, open Paul question. Simon,
1: I mean, Paul Simon got a lot of shit for this uh, back in the day with the Graceland album, right? Where it was like, oh, he's he's sort of stealing the souls of of the Africans in a way by by recording their music,
0: right? Whereas, but I think that what's interesting about so I actually, you know, as we've remarked, um. Um, in this podcast before, I've spent a fair amount of time in, in Africa. Um, and I found that actually, um, I mean, when I was in Kenya, I listened to a lot of Kenyan music, but I actually loved, listened to that was the time in my life in which I really fell in love with, with the Graceland album. And what's really interesting is that I think there, you know, and I don't know a lot about the history, but I think there was both in terms of his relationship with the uh, African artists. He worked with African artists in a way that Vampire Weekend largely does not. Right. Um. And and the thematic content was about. I mean. I mean, if you listen to the album Graceland, it's all about this kind of blurring of cultural boundaries, right? And 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 the music reflects that. Um. And I think.
1: Cattle in the marketplace, baby.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's like, um, it, believe it or not, you can call me out. Is not about Chevy Chase, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a song about. Contrary to all popular opinion, it is not about Chevy Chase m- mugging and lip syncing. Um, it, it is about this experience of someone fleeing, you know, fleeing, fleeing themselves into this context, and 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 coping with that lostness, and 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 finding meaning in that, right? And it's 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 it's. An amazing song, and so, and and the way in which it, in, uh, the ideas um, of that that lyric and the other songs about the woman who just uh, was recently granted the Fulbright, right? It's like in, in some ways, Graceland is what it would sound like if Vampire Weekend were to write an album that were really transnational and 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 engaging in a flow of ideas and contents in, in both directions. So, I mean, I come down that it's a little more like the world of gossip world and even you wanted to give them credit for sure I mean, I'm, I'm kind of taking that I, I could i could also argue against my own position but you know this isn't this isn't a podcast about the the independent rock and roll it's it's,
1: it's a podcast <laughs> it's we, a end, podcast up, we end up there so often
0: I, well it is i mean i don't know i don't know if the teenager uh, teenagers are listening to um the, uh, the independent rock and roll you know if you are a teenager um, a fucking teenager. Let us know what you are. What's what's on your um, what's what are you what are you getting from the waffle? No, vir- no,
1: no virgins though, because you're lame.
0: <laughs> no, I was just gonna say no one who listens to Justin Bieber because they're lame. I mean, well that's a that's a Venn diagram I'd love to see, right? Uh,
1: <laughs> our 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 listenership with uh you know intersected with the Justin Bieber listenership.
0: I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, of our of our three hundred some odd listeners, I mean we we could definitely i mean Justin Bieber could definitely spare the fans um but i'd be interested to hear what um what what teenagers are are listening to um cuz the actual teenager, t- teenagers i know are extremely savvy with ways of um obtaining music on the internet and thus have Musical taste that I only acol- acquired in college sure. um, when I was able to sort of get access to a um, high high bandwidth internet connection for the first time
1: right, right. Um, and hey, so speaking yeah. of being in college there you go I set it up, you knock it down <laughs> <Take> <laughs> my, it. Uh, my what I noticed about, <laughs> what I noticed about the vampire weekend thing preach uh, it <laughs> was that when when claire. Uh, not Claire Blair. <laughs> Jesus! When Blair started talking about Columbia at the uh, at the end of the episode, and this became uh, uh, kind of a higher class alternative, where they know who she is, right. you know, um, right. where she's where she's already uh, kind of established some social capital. Well, um,
0: right, well, right. It was, it's that it's it's a place where she doesn't have to build her. her uh, her reputation from scratch, right? And you know, because uh, this this kind of episode brought to close an arc of the first season, where um, where Blair does not fit in at NYU, right? And there's been a lot of good bits about that, and forcing her to, in some cases, be friends with with uh, Vanessa, sometimes be friends with Dan, sometimes manipulate people. Right, yeah, yeah but they've been a lot of
1: they've been a lot of ad hoc social relationships, and not right. the kind of stable. Uh, right. you know, uh, kind of monarchical uh, power arrangement that she prefers. But my, my point right. about, uh, about Columbia coming up, well, I have a lot of points about Columbia, but one was that it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to tie it into the beginning of the episode, with right. Vampire Weekend on the soundtrack, they all being Columbia graduates. Uh, right. And then, you know, Columbia is sort of lionized for Blair as this, um, uh, uh, you know, as this kind of mythical place that is, you know, at least, I don't know, above 14th Street or something like that, Right.
0: Well, exactly. As I was going to say, is that it creates this... I mean, I think the old Blair, right, the Blair of last year even probably um, made some very snarky remarks about Columbia at some point, right? Because it's on the west side and not the east side, right? And, And now I think she's realizing that, you know from her perspective. though Blair has been staying
1: Let's point out that ba- Blair has been staying at the Empire Hotel which is uh, uh, you know near Columbus Circle isn't it or near Lincoln Center right it's on the it's west here, side. Center,
0: yeah it's on the west side it's about a block from from Central Park West. Um so it's it's right at the kind of it's the gateway to the upper west side. Sure. Um yeah so and and we've I think talked about this before right that you're you're getting a little more movement. I mean the show is is moving more North, south, and and east and east west, but I think that you know Blair, her excitement that people know her at Columbia shows. I mean, again, it's hard to say whether this is going to be one of these um, Gossip Girl one off plots or whether this is going to be actually a big move for the show of her re embedding herself um, in 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 Columbia and and sort of you know, expanding the domain, um and 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 you know, embedding herself in a congruent set of social networks and social norms to to what was in, in high school, right? That that is, you know, not only are there people who respect her, they know her. Her reputation matters there, and she will have friends because in this episode, the the big punchline is that um Eleanor asked her to bring some of her college friends to the to the show and she can't bring any. And so she brings, um, prostitutes instead. Right. And, and, and they, she thinks that the prostitutes, um, you know, cruised some of the, the, the fashion show guests, um, and, and which leads to a bit of, a bit of confusion. But in fact, it's that, you know, the guest actually f- is a customer of one of the prostitutes. Right. Sure. But it's, you know, if, if, if she were friends with these people, she'd know, right. Friends know things about each other, right. right. That's, you know, you have, you you have long-standing, durable interactions that both breed trust, but they impart breed trust because of the structure of the relationships that that, that they have. You have information um, that that allows you to 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 make trust happen in the first place, right? right. And, and it becomes mutually reinforcing. Well, that right? and that's
1: why. I mean, I I don't know. That's why, like. That's that's the basis of cl- of you know I don't know clicks or something like that our our people and that like I you know I know before I kind of see where you're heading and I want to go there but I just want to to tie off Colombia a little bit. Um, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> the um, <laughs> you know this is uh, because
0: Colombia is the name of my vast deaf friends.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Apparently, we're these fucking twenty somethings as well. Um, uh, uh, not only is, is there going to be a problem shooting at Columbia because Columbia was shot for Yale uh, right. last season, um, which which was very funny. If you you know, uh, Ryan and I are both alumni of Yale. I, you know, not that we, we don't, I guess we don't talk about it a lot, but like all the writers on overthinking it, except for John Parridge, right. are, uh, were right. classmates there. And, um, you know, and, uh, it, it was funny to see them at Yale last year and to see like, uh, to see Broadway right in the background. would right. be like, right. you know, totally. you know. um,
0: like, yeah, New Haven has a Broadway as well, but
1: you know,
0: I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't see the educated burger on that Broadway. Um, yeah. Let's it's say that.
1: Uh, it's not, um. Uh, it's significantly less broad. Away, let's say you know.
0: <laughs> just as there. a bracket, um, you know, just for those, if, if any of you are New Haven listeners, um, I, I encourage you to, or or former yellies, I encourage you to go to rosa delaro is a fucking hipster dot dot com. Um, <laughs> it's a little, it's just a, a little, a little New Haven side uh, trivia for you there. I saw, um, that, go,
1: go- I saw that Tumblr. That was a, that's a cool blog.
0: Um. Yeah. So go on, though. Sorry. That was um, a okay. So there, we there's about that. About
1: fake, now we've fake, talked. Fake. We've talked before about uh, you know marquee college names as a kind of luxury good uh, mm-hmm. in the Gossip Girl universe. Here it's a slightly different thing that like um, that Blair th- that it's a sort of social a college is being chosen for its um, uh, for its hooks into a particular social network. Right. Right, you right, know? and that this is like this is a college that our people go to. So we're we're setting up kind of an uptown downtown dichotomy in the show now, a Columbia NYU dichotomy. Now it must be, uh, you know, it must be that NYU has some kind of licensing deal, or that they're licensing the name NYU because I think all these these uh, universities now trademark their names, and you can't. Uh you can't really use them, but Though, that means that, that means Columbia also has a license. Well, yeah, and that would mean Yale. I actually, I kind of take it back, but what you know, um, I I think that you can't. I th- well, I I know that a lot of big universities have trademarked their names so that you can't sort of uh, uh, you can't use the mark in a in a misleading way. I don't know if a fictional story. I don't know if that's you know. Uh, an okay use of the of the trademark but i
0: wonder i mean i mean it would be an interesting case would be something like um gilmore girls which actually shot at yale right um well or, they did
1: that though with the cooperation of yale and their designers visited yale and certain things were were modeled after certain certain places at yale and so there okay. you go
0: right 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 but i mean um but, I mean, I, I wonder if that relates to the fact that the, I don't know if Yale didn't give Gossip Girl permission to shoot at Yale Or they just didn't want to, you know, go to New Haven for a for a one-off
1: Well, uh, who wants to go to New Haven? You know, uh, Rosa DeLauro, <laughs> the fucking hipster <laughs> fucking hipster um, Right, so, I, you know, I, I just wonder how this affects their relationship with the NYU people Because, you know, they're, they're Vanessa, Dan, uh, still going to NYU Now, Nate goes to Columbia, doesn't he? ostensibly um, now it's it's interesting that Blair has right. never really that she disparaged this school in fact last year right 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 that like that now it's okay because you know there are three sort of older looking headband girls uh you know who come around um Uh, Who who come to Eleanor Waldorf's pop up show and uh, and do homage to her and whatnot?
0: Well, right. I mean, this is and it it gets her Machiavellian um, wheels turning, right? That she sees that this is an area where you know, ever a a kind of uh, enterprising prince, right? She she realizes that she doesn't have to remake the social structure if she goes to columbia that she can kind of embed herself in that and then win the game you know she assumes that that those networks follow a a you know um a a a set of rules of the game that she helped she herself helped craft right and so that she can beat that game right and 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 become queen whereas you know it's hard to be queen in a um, you know, NYU. Like we were talking last week about a lot, a little bit about the French Revolution, right? And being at NYU is Blair being at NYU is uh, she's in a sort of post-revolutionary society at NYU, right? It's it's more egalitarian, um, and 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 that doesn't work. The social structure, uh, you know, does not recognize her hierarchy, and and thus she can't embed in it and and exercise the form of authority right. that she well, would like to.
1: I mean, there is as sort of aristocratic a hierarchy, but the aristocrats are people like Paul Hoffman, uh, you know, who was briefly involved with Vanessa, right? Right. And have you noticed that Vanessa has slept with everybody on the show? I guess so. I guess, I guess she, I guess. Nate, Dan now, you know, Paul Hoffman and, and a rotating, you know, uh, a rotating roster of, of guest stars.
0: Hillary Duff as well
1: o m three o m three so that blair you know won 't have to do work to establish her trustworthiness. I mean, it struck me in this in this episode that everyone was involved in the enterprise of establishing trustworthiness somehow
0: right right where else where else did you see that where else um, what, what were the other relationships in which that was established and then shattered
1: well um uh, Agnes lies to Eleanor about about her drugs drug use. Like, she's working right. a drug program, right? Um right. She has the, you know, uh, whether it's AA or NA or whatever, she has the little 90-day medallion uh, that right. they give out. Eleanor is kind of trying to establish herself as trustworthy to the Midwestern buyer, or I guess that Salt Lake City is the West. But... Um, uh, you know, to the sort of upstanding family values buyer, uh, right. Conwell, about who she is. Conwell is lying to everyone about who he is. He, in fact, you know, likes the gay hookers and he can't, um, you know, he can't let that be known back back in, in the heartland, you know. Um, yeah,
0: it's not going to fly too well with the, the Salt Lake City demographic.
1: Um, and the, so, uh... right, like the uh, the the interesting. I mean, the interesting thing here is that, right? Gossip Gossip Girl is about power, but another thing it's about is artifice. We use the word ulteriority a lot uh, on the podcast. Like the the diff- do we? <laughs> <laughs> I do anyway. The distance do we? <laughs> <laughs> the distance between uh, what something purports to mean and what it actually means. And another way of looking at it is artifice, like a, you know, an, a, a constructed identity masking a. Uh, a real identity, and whereas we would we would think of trustworthiness in some of the ways that you described as a kind of mutual knowledge uh, mm-hmm. of another person's practices or of their history or of their quote unquote character, right? Here mm-hmm. in Gossip Girl, it's presented as a type of artifice. You know that you're always having to establish yourself as trustworthy um, in order to in order to further your own ends, but that you know in machiavellian style what you're projecting is an image of trustworthiness that suits right. that you that you imagine that will or that you imagine will suit the other person uh rather than trustworthiness being built on anything like a um an authentic uh, an authentic identity. I, I hate to flog my own articles on overthinking it, but I wrote about identity as performance last season uh, when Vanessa said, I am so done serving coffee. You right. Know? And that, like, she wants to do Brooklyn things or she doesn't want to do Brooklyn things. And, and the point is that in Gossip Girl, in, in this worldview, it's the Brooklyn things rather than the intrinsically Brooklyn people doing them um, right. that... Uh, that uh, that counts And this, this ties in a bit With our discussion of transnationalism And yes. syncretism Like a, a syncretic worldview uh, the, um, you know, the, the idea is that you know, These identities almost float above These categories of nation mm-hmm. uh, Or um, You know d- Geography And can kind of dip in Can kind of go for a swim in one Hop out and then jet off to the next one And go for a swim and hop out
0: well i think that's i think that's right but then i in the light of this framework i mean what's interesting in this past episode is that there were also two um you know this is also used instrumentally right and i think you were you were touching on this but I think there's two instances in this episode where this this mask of trustworthiness is used to to dupe two otherwise very um savvy and and strategic characters right so that that um not only does Eleanor believe um, Agnes's claims to, uh, to to trustworthiness, but Jenny does, right? And 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 it bites her in the ass. You like, right. why? You know, and and and, 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 and uh, you know, on what basis should she begin to trust Agnes again? And then and then the other major um, sort of lapse in, in assessment of of trust, trustworthiness that played into the plot of this episode was was the ramification of Chuck's. Um, being duped by, by his mother uh, the, the is she Isn't she is she oh she is his mother right? he, doesn't, um, he
1: doesn't know that though he, he now thinks that she isn't But then we learn oh the Dramatic irony we learn that in fact she is
0: I know. Right. But so, I mean, what do you make which will last which will
1: last all of an episode and a half before this all before it all comes out in the wash in true Gossip Girl fashion? It's plotted very well at the micro level, but not at all well at the macro level.
0: Right. 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 But I mean, so what do you make of these two instances of of um? Of, of sort of trust and trustworthiness and and how they play into the into the Let's talk
1: about the gen- to, the genuine first they maybe. seem to well it, just uh, taken together they seem to parallel each other right in that it 's about kind of opening yourself up to another person uh, where you 've been burned in the past, kind of allowing yourself to be um, uh, allow, allowing yourself to be vulnerable right in mm-hmm. or, or to take a to take a risk to take a a uh, to risk your social standing, um, you know, on the, uh, on the evidence of another person's say-so. What's interesting is that they, they seem to end up in, in two different places. You know, Chuck's in... Uh you know, even though even though she's not my mother, so he thinks, right? Even though she's not my mother, I, I don't regret, you know, learning right. to open my heart. Or so you know, in in what strikes me as a false note in the episode, I think I think this, like, you know, Chuck learns to love again is bullshit. A, because like Chuck has already learned to love again, and B, like, you know, you do this too many times, and Chuck ceases to be an interesting character, and he becomes a, a you know more or less a standard soap opera character. That's um, an interesting point. Could you unpack that a little bit? Well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like we want I think we go to entertainment to see things that that we secretly wish we could do but that we can't do ourselves. I mean, I'm developing in the course of, you know, in the course of being in trade school, right? I'm a I'm developing sort of a a theory of um uh, of of why we go to these sort of dramatic entertainments, and, and mm-hmm. this is this is one of the things. And my stock example that I repeat again and again and again and is like is Law and Order Special Victims Unit. You know, if if you're watching that show, you want the cheerleader to be raped. If you were not happy with representations of the of the you know adorable nubile uh, cheerleader being raped, you would turn off the show. And that the the Law and the Order is just the thinnest of veneers of respectability and of order being restored. Um... Uh, uh, in order to in order to absolve you, in a sense, uh, of your illicit desire to watch the teenager being raped, they, or at they, least. they can't they can't really call the show rape and more rape, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Balinky <laughs> Belinky, uh, who's one of the other writers on Overthinking It, right? Says they should call it Semen Victims Unit because it's always they're always looking for the the um, the semen. So camp. then,
0: well, so in Gossip Girl, what what is the you want the you want
1: the you want the, the I think the fantasies being the kind of illicit fantasies being indulged uh, are of kind of unbridled self-interest, you know, hmm. of sort of unbridled, appetitive, uh, you know, eating, sleeping, fucking, you know, you, you know how they're always, they always seem to be sleeping in. Like, no one in Gossip Girl is like, oh, I had to drag my ass out of bed at five this morning to, you know, either to get to work or because they, you know, didn't write a paper or something like that. You know, it's how they're always kind of like waking up languidly, you know, the, the mid-morning sun playing, you know, Across the rumpled sheets and whatnot. Yeah,
0: the Brooklynites less so, right? I mean, so in some ways, right? They are a lot, like especially in the first season, the the you know the Brooklyn contingent was is a little bit of an audience stand-in, right? Um, and and yet what's interesting is that they more and more get drawn into this world. Hey, right? Dan uh-huh. Humphrey,
1: the the ultimate insider the yeah. ultimate insider exactly and i think that that and jenny I mean, I mean and jenny is is presumably still the queen of constance though we don't i mean we don't see that we've jenny has been playing on the international stage and i guess these girls are a little uh, you know, are a little, uh, de classe for her. But okay. So that's, this is the thing. So this is why
0: this is the thing that doesn't make sense about Jenny trusting Agnes. Right. Right. Is that, is, is that Jenny's in a different place from like a year ago when she was like the, the reject of Constance and, and, and a runaway. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that's why she forged a, um, an alliance with, with Agnes, um, you know, against her father, against kind of, Blair right but I, I don't understand exactly why she needs to sort of open up to her um i mean i mean i guess what i mean it just it doesn't totally make sense um or, or do you think you read it uh in light of the events of, of the last episode of the of 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 what we were talking about last time about her decision to not lose her virginity and the vulnerability that that um actually you know uh exhibits or, or i mean what do you how do you how do you read her trust of agnes when all logic. I mean, I, you know, it was a, one of those things where, like,
1: duh. Um, yeah. it, it, well, it's like it's like shouting at the screen in a horror movie. Like, don't open that! Don't open that door! Right. Um, um, the uh, well, I I note. I mean, the parallel that we, I guess we kind of got off track, but the parallel that I wanted to draw before was that where it seems to end well for Chuck, where he sort of like acknowledges the basic, uh, the basic goodness of trusting people. It ends badly for Jenny, right? Where she ends up kind of crumpled on her bed when Nate finds her and, and gives her the yeah. pep talk. Um, Um, So that though though these storylines seem to parallel each other, they actually – they have kind of a different moral um, at the end, uh, each of them. And, you know, I don't know. Jenny has been – Jenny has been a catastrophically bad reader of the signs, you know. (laughs) Uh, Though though also a very good one. I I actually – I take that back. As I'm thinking out loud, like she's not – I feel like Jenny's the, Jenny's the piece that they kind of jam into whatever plot line they need sometimes. Yeah. You know, uh, if you need Jenny to show Blair up, if you need her to be uh, exceptionally skillful at, at navigating the social world, okay, she'll get Nate as her date at Cotillion, right? But right. then if you need her to be, you know, bad, you'll, you'll give her uh, – if you need her to be socially um, kind of a retard, right – Uh, She'll she'll trust the girl that she shouldn't trust. She'll end up with a spiked drink. She'll end up um, almost with Well, uh, was it was it a little shocking to you? The whole drugged Jenny gang rape plan where it was pretty awful where Agnes drops her off at in the middle of a bachelor party and says, hey, boys, go to town
0: yeah that 's pretty i mean it's it's pretty evil um even for the world of uh, of, of of gossip girl it's pretty um it 's pretty shocking what what was your i mean because this was the same character that was party to the the going wild uh aspects of of season two
1: right, right. yeah 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 when when this actress and and when the real girl right the actress was um Fifteen instead of sixteen, right? And you know, disrobed down to her bra and skinny jeans, and started like, uh, started like bumping and grinding around the room while what's his name took pictures. Now, I I thought those pictures were going to uh, were going to appear. Um, you know somewhere in the world of Gossip Girl and cause a scandal, but then I thought, like how bad a scandal can they cause? because we are in fact party to a moving picture of a you know celebrity actress uh, who is fifteen years old dancing around've we talked to, i mean we 've talked about like right. you know the ulteriority of Gossip Girl, uh, we being the real audience for it because you really need a broad range of understanding of social science and of uh, dramatic literature in order to appreciate everything and also of, of indie rock and pop to under to appreciate everything that you,
0: you mean so you, you actually mean to say that the two of us are the target audience we
1: are. <laughs> Ryan I think we are the perfect uh, you know mixture of, um, of subject areas and skill sets in order to really unpack what's going on in what I think are is some very smart writing a lot of the time but you know it, it seems to be marketed to kids in a certain uh right in a certain way it's on the cw which seems to be kind of a youth-oriented network with shows like the vampire diaries and you know supernatural and smallville was on there i don't know if it still is i don't think it is, anymore, no, no, right? I is I mean,
0: it's telling that it's it, you know it's, know it's 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 recapped on newyorkmagazine.com right which is very much you know speaking to to our de- our demographic yeah. right the other shows they recap um are they recap lost they i think recapped the shield when it was still on they recap you know all of mad men right all of the sort of shows of the moment right R- they R.D. yeah rdtv and, and they, shows and they and they put and they they put gossip girl in that pantheon i mean just imagine i mean i don't know i think that it makes sense right um well the new yorker fire.
1: look the new yorker has done uh done both the um the gossip girl book, books and the tv shows in a couple times in in different articles, one a feature and one a one a review that i that I can remember um, but like so when when the when the just totally casual references to sex come up, I, I kind of think not that I'm really, you know, look, I'm fucking uh, I am, uh, you know, polluting the minds of America's youth with this podcast. Right. So I'm not, oh, yes. uh, polluting them, polluting them with with French with 19th century
0: French <laughs> drama and 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 and, 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 uh, and Gramsci, you know, yeah. God forbid! God forbid they become critical thinkers. Um,
1: it's terrible, Ryan. That is, you know, that is more subversive than saying "fuck" two dozen times. But, I, absolutely, absolutely, it is. You know, um, you but know, when, like, when, so when, when, like, when I hear things like uh, Serena saying, "Oh, Nate and I are trying new things in the bedroom," or the joke about the joke that the hooker I forget her name makes, um, uh, you know, Congressman so and so is polling very well, or the whole drugged Jenny gang rape plan, or the like role playing movie themed date night where, you know, Vanessa has clearly like gotten up in a thing, you know, there, there are like, there's like garter belts and, and, and stockings underneath that dress, right? Like girl is ready to go. Uh, And it's, you know, it's clearly a big, sexy thing. Um, like, and, and it's all kind of, it's all kind of like the, well, like the sleeping and the eating, the fucking is all kind of, it's all kind of casual and it's part of this kind of, uh, orgiastic, um, feast, right, of, of unbridled appetitiveness, which is one of the, uh, uh, one of the, um, uh, giving free rein to that is kind of one of the fantasies, the kind of the, the illicit fantasies that I think we indulge in uh, when we watch Gossip Girl. But it's not. I mean, I you know, I I do have to sort of wonder uh, what what effect these fucking teenagers have on these fucking teenagers. You know, I th- I
0: um I, I wonder that too. I mean, if, and again, if you are a a teenager, fucking or otherwise, let us know. You know, um, because we can we can only really uh, only really speculate um, I mean just and on the note of speculation There's one thing I think I would be I, I would not be surprised if a plot line To come up in the back half of this season Is a pregnancy, is a teen pregnancy Right, um, because like like we said like they're, they're, We're in a stable alignment Of relationships and there's a lot Of the boning going on um, well, and- Did you
1: see scenes from next time It looks like Jenny was locking lips with, with Nate Right? Oh, so interesting. I okay, think there may okay. be. I think that Jenny, I, again, Jenny, the kind of utility infielder, right, may sort of <laughs> cut a. Uh, Ooh,
0: look at the guy with
1: the sports <laughs> reference. <laughs> Did I use that right? I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. What sport were you talking about?
1: <laughs> High lie? Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, yeah, no, man. Those guys from the, especially the, the eastern part of, of Boss Country, they're great utility infielders. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, right. I think she may, I think she may be the one to destabilize the thing. And wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be perfect to knock Jenny up? Right. Well, right. And
0: I think the interesting thing is, is that although, and I think though, so if they knock Jenny up, it would go back to school special. Right. Because that's the thing is that you say, you know, yes, there, I, I think the, 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 the extreme sort of sexiness that Jenny gets dipped into, or not even the extreme sexiness, but, you know, the her getting drugged and taken to the bachelor party and the going wild, th- those episodes feel very back-to-school special, and they're the only parts of Gossip Girl that more or less feel that way, right? Um, right, in, so, a show
1: that, in, a, in a show where they were, you know, sucking down martinis when they were 16, pretty much with impunity and pretty much right. without comment from right. anyone.
0: So is that your pick? If, if you had to predict one of the characters to, to get pregnant, you think you think it would be Jenny? i think I think you might be right actually because so and, you know we've we've noted right so in season one right well, around Vanessa's this is the
1: one having all the sex though you know
0: um that's that's well i mean um and Blair and Chuck are, are frequently having having the sex as well but i don't see i don't see, i can see i w- i would I would rate um Blair is the second most likely to get pregnant, right? Because there was a pregnancy scare in in the back half of season one, right? So, that, and that's partially why I think it'll come up again, right? Um, because there've been a lot of these kinds of echoes. Um, because Jenny's now at the same point in her high school career where the that the principal characters were when the, se- the show started, right? And so we had Cotillion, we had um a few other uh uh you know losing the virginity right so we're going through the rituals so i think you know a pregnancy scare is the next one to come up so that's why i think it would make sense if it if it uh if it were jenny but it would also make sense because if it were um if it were uh, uh blair because it was in that first episode was that blair had um, it was in the period where Blair had, you know, broken up with Nate, slept with Chuck, got back together with Nate, slept with Nate, right? And so um, was worried that she was pregnant, um, right, right? So, so I think so. So, but your pick is Jenny. If someone's going to get knocked
1: up, yeah. Well, all the with. with uh... Well, no, I mean, yes, I actually because I think she's the she's the least likely being the kind of least savvy actually about sex. She, she's she's the one with the most artificial relationship to sex right now. Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, You know don't uh-huh. right and don't you think that she's she's she'd be the the most and she she's bad at reading social cues. You know so right. w- wouldn't she like you know be the one who who does it without protection or something?
0: Probably, probably. Well, do you have not have a sa- savvy relationship with uh with sex? Do you, are you bad at reading social cues? Do you go to Columbia? Do you listen to Vampire Weekend? If so, join us, join the conversation, you know, let us know if you also feel that gospel girl was written just for you. Uh, how can you do that? Send us an email, podcast at overthinking dot com. Uh, give us a call at 203 285 six four zero one. That's twenty fat jog oh one. No, it's just twenty fat jog versus twenty one. fat yeah oh one, right? Yeah, twenty fat one jog. isn't
1: one isn't anything and neither is zero, unfortunately.
0: Right. right. So twenty fat jog oh one. Um, follow us on the Twitters at twitter dot uh, backslash Tft Podcast. It's a, front, me- it's
1: a front slash, but never mind.
0: No backslash, it, man. I got, I've got this. I, I broke Twitter. It's, it's actually the, my Twitter integrates with the Waffles, and it's amazing. If you follow me on the backslash Twitter, it'll blow your mind. That's it'll great, blow yeah. Vampire Weekend's mind, and it'll blow the minds of these fucking, fucking teenagers. teenagers.